moment. Of clarity. Of clarity. Of clarity. What's up, everybody? What's happening, my people? It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity, and it is episode number 100. Mike, can you believe we made it to 100 episodes? No. I can't believe we made it to 100 episodes. Now, if you are on the website, the Stefan G. Com. You might be saying, what do you mean 100 episodes? I don't see 100 episodes. Okay, so technically we're probably at like 400 or 500 episodes considering I've been doing this show since 2005 on all different radio stations, all different platforms. But we officially started keeping count about three years ago and then I took that year off. So we're officially at episode number 100. But if you're on the website, you're going to see that it starts at number 35 and that's because <laughs> our servers got wiped out a couple years back and we lost the first 35 episodes. Oh, really? And so we started 35 and we're at 100. So our, our count is official, even though it looks like we're not really there. I'm just, whatever. It's oh. episode number 100. And I got somebody in the house today to celebrate episode number 100. Ladies and gentlemen, Candid Kim Yay! is in the house. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Candid Kim. Candid Kim, what's yes, happening, baby? Yeah. How you been? I've been great, man. Yeah? Yes, definitely. Listen, I done told the people that you have awesomeness and amazingness and magnificence on the horizon. Yes. Well, actually, it's I mean, not on the existing. horizon. It's there. Yes. It's existing. I mean, it's, and it's just working being out magnified right now. and exploding. There you go. So, See? Um, <laughs> That's how it gets down. Tarped. Let them know. You yes. about to be real pushy tea on these jokes. I'm telling you. This was I such mean, a nice surprise. I did not know Kim was coming oh, in. I didn't tell <laughs> you. No. I didn't tell you. I'm here. You know. I'm here I like in the flesh. The, I like to light it up. I like to light it Definitely. up. And we still got Joy and and Tina in the house. They're old news now, though. So. Hey. Yeah. Oh, no. so, hey. we, found, <laughs> we found out yeah. the depths of their soul yeah, last week. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes. I'm just sitting here quiet. Joy, you is not going to be quiet. <laughs> she said <Stop>. that as <laughs> soon as she walked in and uh-huh. started talking. Right it ain't after stopped that. since she got here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so today we have an interesting topic. We're talking about um, the role of being nice yes. as a Christian and, you know, crossing the line and what that line is and why that line exists and all that kind of stuff. And we were originally supposed to dig into Tina's life today, but I, I, I met. I guess the Holy Spirit spared her for the moment. I mean, talking well, about nice, we, we still we could. might get there. We, still we might could. get there because there might be an evil streak in her that she has yet to reveal. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say all that now. You know. But we're talking about being nice, and the question came up because um, I've run into some sensitive souls um, over my time. I call them sensitive. Okay. People might call them regular. Okay. Um, but I tend to be a relatively direct person Hello. in my speaking sometimes. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I tend to say things without always regarding how you might interpret or feel it. You think? Okay. I'm Every once saying. in a while. And so um, the question then came Let up like. You. <laughs> I know you're on my team. You know. I know you're on my just team. Just so you know. <laughs> But the question then came up, so what is the line? Like, you know, there's that part of Christianity or there's that part of life where we say, you know, I'm just going to give it to you straight, no chaser. I'm going to let you know how this is. I'm not going to hold back because that is 
you know, not my fault if you're so overly sensitive that you can't accept the truth, right? But then there's the other, <laughs> Kim, there's the other school of thought that says, but you got to meet people where they are and you have to speak their language and, you know, nobody cares what you say until they know how much you care. How does that go? Nobody Mm-mm. cares I, what I you know. I never took time to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares what Foreign you know. language to Kim then. Yeah. You know? It goes, nobody cares what you know until they know how much you care. True statement. And so, you know, the I question came up. I'm dating. <laughs> <laughs> the question came up on where's the line? So where's the line, Tina? Where is the line? Honestly, How direct can I be? Do I am I required to have care for your feelings? Am I required to speak in a way that cares for your interpretation of my statement? All right. So about Two weeks ago, I would tell you that it would just depend on the <laughs> level of how you know this person and uh-huh. how you deal with them. But recently, someone I will not name, mm. I had to go out and talk tell to me, them concerning. Tell me name, I said. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go out <laughs> and talk to them concerning, you know, their situation. They have and a situation? They had a situation. They wanted okay. my opinion. If you said the situation, they would probably know you were yeah, talking about yep, them. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I don't know you, but... <laughs> So instead of me, I for months, I've tried to be like, you know, it's okay. I love on them and then give them the truth in it. Mm-hmm. Same thing will still happen. I love on them again and then give them the truth. Same thing will happen. And then one day I was just like, look, this, this, this. And they took it completely the wrong way. Were super offended. And in my mind, I was like, I should have just started with it. So you basically you was like, if, you, if you're just going to be a hoe, then you're going to have to expect hoeish responses. And they was like, oh. but I'm not a hoe. And I don't know why you calling me a hoe. Yeah. And you was like, but like that's five but. dudes in a week. So that's kind of hoe-like. And you was like, and they was like, hoe is relative. Like, I can do what I want with my body. And they ran off. Hoe is relative. <laughs> I was sitting here like, oh, my. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not the situation. But yes, <laughs> essentially. Okay. But yeah, so, I mean, I do believe they can just tell people what it is. And if they know, the, if they know your heart, they know that it's not coming from a bad place. Oh, but so many people don't, don't know, know my heart. Yeah, they though. don't. What if, what, if, what if I don't know you? I've never interacted with you. I don't know who you are, and you come at me, and I feel like you just punched me in the doggone face. What? Maybe what? they needed to be punched. That's what I was going to say. What if they needed to be punched in the face? That's why you need to know the fruit of the Spirit. That way you can gauge. See? See, I knew there was a reason I brought her in. Mm, She's ahead, talking girl. Jesus already. We just getting started. <laughs> I'm too. <laughs> you know, but who's supposed to know the fruit of the spirit? The person that's being spoken to or the person that's doing the speaking? I would say both. I would definitely say both. Well, because one of the I'm, fruits I, what happened? Of I'm the a sinner is, and ain't saved, but you're going to come at me and tell me I'm dying say, and on my way to but hell. Isn't one of the fruits of the spirit meekness? And, and, and self control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So actually, okay, I'll have to look that up real quick. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. Let us know what the word says. In the meantime, I I I, I struggle with this on a regular basis because I tend to prefer directness. I call it directness. Sometimes I'm being mean and petty, but I tend to prefer that realm of conversation and communication. But over the years, I've found myself, you know, drawing back because I understand that some people just won't receive what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? If you bring it to them in that manner. Um, but then I also step back and say, am I to be more concerned with their reception of what I'm saying? Or is it my job just to say it? 
But then I also say, well, what's the point in saying something if it's not being received? Exactly. So I kind of go back and forth and I'm double minded and I'm spewed out of the mouth. And that's the end of the day. So let me know when you guys want me to uh, read the fruits of the spirit. Go ahead. Please. All right. The fruits of the spirit. This is according to uh, Galatians 5.22. For those, pull out your Bibles. Come on. Say, amen. Amen. Bible study. Are we going to stand? Are we going to stand? <laughs> um, uh, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. That's mm. actually one of the fruits of the spirit mm. is, is kindness. Mm. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. I didn't know there were, there's that many. Self, How many are there? Self-control. Mm. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, no. goodness, faithfulness, no. gentleness, self-control. You back to being unsaved, Kim? No. I'm just, <laughs> so I'm just... Oh, but should I read the evil deeds of the flesh right before that? Oh, goodness. Come on. Why not? <laughs> Let's go for it. So now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, <laughs> factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Ooh. I think we need to have this list like in front of us so we can go yeah that's what a lot say, i said it means nothing to me <laughs> but that's a lot there like yes we oh. all are we're we we have factions and we are uh, we are seeing regular outbursts of anger in our society right now mm-hmm. and god's giving us over to our flesh yeah talks yeah. about that in romans there's a there's not as much gentleness even though maybe there should be. But see, I, I struggle it. with the whole gentleness thing because for someone like you, you just told me that you prefer directness. That's true. And so your level of, I guess, acceptance for what gentleness would be looks different than what it would be if I'm talking to a three-year-old. That's very true. You know what I mean? So I, I think it goes Could, back to what we talked about prior to, to going on air, which is what Joy said in terms of observing what it is we're dealing with. So I think you have to take the, the um, put things into context, you know, know who you're dealing with, know who your audience is, and then proceed to engage in from that space. I see that book learning mm-hmm. that's coming out. I see that. It's very interesting that you say that because you're right. Because if you're speaking to me, and you start beating around the bush, and I can tell that you're beating around the bush in an effort to try to save my yeah. feelings or whatever. I I'm gonna get ticked then. off. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Exactly. Because I'm like, why don't you just say it? Like people, like for instance, people will say things like, "How should I say this?" And my answer is always with just words. Just say it. You say it with words. That's <laughs> with how I need words. you to say it. Use your words. With words. Words <laughs> with friends. Good point. Words you know? with friends. And so I think there is an element to knowing your audience and understanding, but that kind of goes into the whole understanding how they receive information. Yeah, right. So that you can present it to them. I hate to say on their level, but in a I'm manner just going to say which, it that way. Yeah, in a manner of which they will understand and receive because ultimately at the end of the day, we're giving them a, a word that hopefully will guide them towards soul salvation. What were you going to say, Kim? You were going to say something. I was going to say, and when we don't know them, just adding on to what Joy was saying, and when we don't know them, then we just lace it in love. Right. You know? So well, now I got to look up what love is. <laughs> We've been love. there. That was last week. Yeah. So what, she said it was last. what situations have you been in 
where you know you weren't paying attention to the audience and you said something or some I'll ask a better question. When was the last time you were offended, Tina? Because of what somebody said. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it came right Dang. up in her head. Yep. Come on it's, now. It's swimming around hey, in there, too. Well, and the offense <laughs> might still uh-huh. be there. You can see it in the uh-huh. face like, uh. All right, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah. We got time. Um. <laughs> we got all the time in the world. So I had the scripture. That one. I'm joking. <laughs> um, it was actually last week. Someone said something to me, and I just, I didn't agree. They we were debating on how we met, and okay. they came off like, "Oh, you met me and was like, dang, he fine." I was like, "That's not how it happened." Right. <laughs> I don't even recall that alternative story. fact. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> but he kept going, and then I was just kind of like, "Okay, and I really feel like now you're being serious," and that's not what happened whatsoever. <laughs> so I got offended. I was just like, "No, mm Well, he went on kind of go right. through the story but all in all he kind of made it look like i was kind of you was digging him yeah and i was yeah. pursuing and i was going on my way and i was just like i wouldn't do that for family oh <laughs> <laughs> so i know i'm not gonna do that for you but yes i was definitely i was hot actually about it yeah i was pretty upset so it, it what was there anything or any way he could have rephrased that would have made you rethink and say did I come across that way? Maybe I was seeming a little thirsty in that time frame. Because I, I know you. I know you went after him. I know that's what he did. Mm. I know that's what happened because well, I know now. the kind of person well, you are. So. Well, well. Oh, you said I did it? <laughs> Wait a minute. Y'all should have seen that. Y'all wish you could oh, see her face. Like, <laughs> her face was like, what? No, I mean, there's really nothing. I think the only thing I got upset is he was he he was bought into this idea and he was trying to buy me into it too. That is our problem and i'm glad you use that example because that's christianity isn't it isn't that christianity yes you we we are bought into an idea and we are trying to get you to buy into it too want everybody every continent every any everybody Everybody bought in buy into this buy into it because this this is it this you don't understand i because i explain christianity to some people i speak to a lot of people who are atheist agnostic blah 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 and one of the ways I explain Christianity to them is I just tasted a really good ice cream and you haven't tasted this ice cream yet. And I'm just trying to get you to taste the ice cream. I'm so obsessed with how great this ice cream is. And I just really want you to partake in how amazing the ice cream is. And I don't necessarily know that you don't really dig ice cream like that. Like you got lactose intolerance, blah, blah, blah. It's you know what I'm saying? But I'm trying. I'm just trying to get you to eat some of this ice cream because it's so good. You know, and that's, I think, how we come across in Christianity sometimes, like him. Like, no, you don't understand. You was coming for me, and I saw it, and that's the way it is. And that person, <laughs> you can still feel it in your soul. <laughs> she does. <laughs> I don't think, Never I don't, have I ever. I don't think atheists really see it that way, though. I think they actually see it as, we're like, look, you better believe this. You're going to hell. And they're like, well, that's mean. Well, that's what, what we're bought into, though. Are, well, I know. Yeah. But that's how they interpret it as... Well, what do you know kind of thing? I think a lot of people that come into Christianity are that move away from it because they feel like they're forced to live this lifestyle or be something that they're not. And a lot of Christians push that on them. Like if I'm struggling with something, I've met Christians that are like, you need to just to stop doing this because that's none of God. Right. And just keep it moving. Yeah. So they want an excuse to sin. That's what I heard there. Yeah. Well, 
Dang, Pastor. Dang, Pastor. You want to okay, talk about nice direct? for what? I was going to nice, say, you want to nice talk about for direct what? for real? <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. I, I have that problem sometimes with directness. <laughs> but, Joy, you seem to be someone who is concerned with the feelings mm-hmm. of the other person, which is ironic to me considering your military service. Because I had to deal with thousands of people. So in order to get someone ultimately to sign on or go charge that heel and you very well might die. How do you get someone to buy into a concept that says this is a good idea? Identifying how a person feels ultimately will get you what you want out of them. It sounds like manipulation. It does on the straight edge. It sounds like straight manipulation, but understanding that if I Uh, come to this life and I had an issue with being promiscuous. If I had an issue with having, (laughs) you know, a different, I call, and I used to call that ice cream, you know, a a different flavor every, every day or every week, then when I come, I got nine Ice cream though. Ice cream. Everybody don't just like chocolate. I got, you know, strawberry or something. You know, a little vanilla sprinkle. Butter pecan. We're not talking about ice cream, are we? We are, but we aren't. But for the person that comes to to me or to a person that had that issue, don't come to me and say, well, adultery is a sin. You're going to hell. But why not? One, you're going to, you don't know my life. But does, okay. You yeah, don't hold know. On. Yeah. Before you don't you know go my to the life. Next one, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, before you, know. you go to the next one, does that make what, I, let's say I'm the person that said adultery is a sin, you're going to hell. Does that make my statement any less true because I don't know your life? Doesn't make it less true, but my response to you is, do you ha- is your name on the deed? Is your name on, based upon how you say it, like I said earlier, it's not necessarily so much what you say, you can say adultery is a sin and you're going to hell. If you say, you know what? Adultery is a sin. You on your way to hell. You need to change that. That's pushing at me. So if you're you talking say, about tone. Yes. Yeah, if you say, hey, Joy, you know, I realize that you're new to Christianity and some of the things that you've been dealing with in your life, you might want to consider how they impact the rest of your life. That's not the same thing, though. You said a whole lot of different stuff but that wasn't added, just tone. You, you added words. <laughs> you added words to give that person the warm fuzzy, like you said earlier, that you actually care about my situation. You actually care about where I'm going to end up at the end of the day instead of just pointing your finger at me without knowing where I came from. You don't know if I be- fell into adultery because I was abused. You don't know if I fell into this cycle because I experienced um, rape. You don't know if I, you don't know why I'm here. So oh. instead of just telling me I'm on my way to hell, of which you don't have deed to, because Jesus is the only one, God's the only one that can tell me if I'm going to heaven or That's, hell. But he's, I'm just repeating what he said. He said you're going you're to him. hell. <laughs> he said adultery is a sin, you're going to hell. But, but you're not, but he also gave compassion to the woman that was caught in adultery. Right. So he didn't throw a stone at her. So why are you throwing a stone at me? But his compassion did not keep her from going he to hell. He still told her the truth, though. But that, that's the point. <laughs> he told her not to send no more, though. He did say, Don't go, no go, like, go turn away. Down. Yeah. Yeah, turn yeah. Down for yeah. And, and, and send no more. I have spared you from being stoned. But he still gave so, her truth. So, like, okay. Yeah. So even when, like, the Pharisees in the Bible, even all through Matthews, when you see the little red highlight, that means God's talking for those. Even when he's talking to them, he's pulling the Pharisees by the roots. He's dealing with their actual problem. 
So I feel like if you're going to tell someone, hey, adultery is wrong, you need to stop, I would talk to them and figure out their situation first. Because right. I'm not just going to walk up to you and be like, hey, um, so I talked to Sue. Mm-hmm. We know. <laughs> and exactly. Y'all need to cut it out. You know, I would kind of talk to them like, hey, what's going on? And if, if, it, if you're led to tell them that, God will start revealing things to you within the conversation, like how to say something to them or how to deal with them as you're talking to them or what to ask to get them to open up. Because a lot of times people already know what they're doing that's wrong. Ex- they just need someone to kind of confirm it to them or say it to them in love where it's accepting. Like, hey, I accept you where you are right now, but there's a change that needs to happen for you to get to where God needs you to be. I agree with you completely. That's one thing that anybody who has ever spent any time with me knows I do this all the time. Like, you could be like, oh, I just don't understand why, you know, I my roof is leaking. And I'll be like, but why are you hurting, right? What's causing the roof to leak? Let's uh, find out what the original internal, you know, depth of the situation is. Go ahead. No, I was just going to, I want to point out the fact that when we talk about nice for what, that we have to discuss what is the subject matter. Right. Because if I, honestly and truly, if I am talking to you about your salvation or your lifestyle in terms of, you know, um, your sex life, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're doing in the bedroom, I, I'm going to handle that a little differently. Yeah. You know, if you're a friend of mine and you cutting up in these streets, I, I might be a little bit harsher. Right. Or more direct. Or even if I meet you in a fast food restaurant and some things transpire, I might handle you a little different. You know, that yeah. gentle meat. Nah, meat meals. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the meat you might get. But um, I think subject plays a part into, you know, well, how you deliver what it is you deliver. I think yeah. one thing um, that I would like for us to talk about, and this is the part that I think is very interesting. So, you know, we we talking about this topic. This is nice for what, right? Right. And... I, I love how people have taken that song and the title of that song and just put it on T-shirts. Nice for what? Nice for what? Yeah. Nice for what? Right? But why don't we answer the question? What? Nice for what is a question. I got it. What is the reason that we should be nice? Let's answer the question. Nice for what? Okay. I'm going to let you know for what when we come back from this break. All right. Moment of clarity. Hi. Stephon G. We'll be back in a bit. 36 years young like a bread Refusing to pass prime on my next start. QB for a team called Jesus. Same game, different side, yeah, we set apart. Uh, go hard in the game now. My white robe accumulate less stains now. Less of me, more of him. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. And as I sit here in the studio, I am reminded why I do not own an iPhone. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. 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 Now, you, now you just mean. <laughs> I am reminded now you mean me. why yeah. I don't own an iPhone. Nice for what? Wait, what? what yeah. happened? You, I missed now it. you mean. Do you, do you yeah. have an iPhone charger? No, not a regular charger. An oh, jeez. I'm with you there. Not one of the chargers that works on every other phone <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> no, an iPhone charger. <sighs> yeah. And you know, the ones that we change every two years so you have to buy a new uh, one that made no sense okay you so are we redoing that part over because <laughs> i need an adapter like for that. the headphone jack yeah i, I have that uh-huh There's, uh, do you have the headphone so adapter annoying. jack yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway we're talking about being nice for what and first before we get back i want joy to tell the story i of the am grapes. not gonna tell the you story about the my grapes well, we'll you gotta tell the story about the grapes you don't want me to tell it because i'm gonna mess it up and ask you gonna be a little bit more ratchet oh with my yeah, goodness yeah. it's a funny yeah. story oh, okay so after last week's show i spent a whole week in snot and snob and slobber 
And yes, then Lord. and then I got um, just adamant to say, you know what? I'm changing my whole life. And I That's grew what up, the show will do to you. I know. I grew up in an environment where eating grapes was forbidden. Like Which I by, still, that still baffles by me. The, by the bylaws the first of time our I've heard church, that. we could not eat Really? Grapes. It was in the church Don't, bylaws? It, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the whole scripture about not, you know. So what know, did y'all do for communion? It, we had water, and you only take communion once in your oh, whole life. Oh, what? Water? Water, water. yes, Jesus. Are you just rewriting oh, the Bible now? Yeah. Because <laughs> we not in judgment. We we at a different level at okay. this table. We not yeah. in judgment about a whole organization. Right. I'm in who, judgment. I was going to say, who not? Yeah. No, no we not. Judging, judging like is crazy. what I do. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but so, <laughs> so where's my gavel? So this <laughs> week, I've had green grapes, red grapes. Listen, and ahead, girl. Girl, I'm out. just saying. This is the first time. I'm popping grapes. In your life, you've had grapes. Yes, Joy wow. said. Joy said she's never had grapes. She's never had grape juice. She's never had grape popsicles. Grape soda. She's never had grape soda. Never had grape flavored anything. Did you eat raisins? Oh, you gotta have some raisins. Mm, no, have you no ever had wine? But I've I've eaten raisins since then. So when you had grapes for the first time, was it like? Yes, oh Jesus. Oh, my gosh. This is and amazing. I got them really, really cold. I got them really, 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 really cold. This <laughs> <laughs> wow. is too funny. Okay. So anyway, I thought that was very interesting. So yeah, no. Don't judge me. Joy is hooked We're not judging you. Now. We're judging this. Yeah, yeah we're judging that I came that from. everybody else that was around you at that point <laughs> in time in your life. Yeah. Uh, so we're asking the question, you know, nice for what? And there are some answers out there. There are some reasons to be nice as Joy has alluded to, as Tina has alluded to, uh, me, Mike, and Kim still don't quite get it, even though mm. we kind of... I, I get it. Come I preached a whole it. sermon about this, like... Yeah, what, did you, what did you say, Pastor? Yes, come right. on, Pastor. Pastor Mike. Well, I used the example of... See how he responded to that this uh-huh. time, Kim? Uh-huh. We've gotten him. Uh-huh. He's growing into it. All I, right, see. Go ahead. I see. I see y'all. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I used the example, and I, I did both both examples that you have to love even your enemies. And then I use the example from first Corinthians. What is love? Love is patient, kind. Um, but then I also use the example that when you preach in love, you also have to say the truth. That doesn't mean you ignore the truth while you're, while you're talking in love, while you're teaching in love. So did you do kind of like the Joel Osteen and 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 all I'd of that? never compare me to Joel Osteen again. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> that came from the heart. I'm just that, did I offend you? Was that a little straight no chaser off the cuff? I'm See, I apologize. You didn't take time to get to know. I did, I did not. Where he I was did not observe from. Just mean, about how that mean. would impact. You know, yeah, anything. that was a nice one. <laughs> I apologize. And see, there's another thing when the offense is noted. How do we handle that? Do but you know we, what, I, though? I, I'm going to need. I apologize. No, but there's also an aspect to this that I'm just going to have to stand up. Hold on. Brush my shoulders because I'm going to need some of y'all to just stop being offended at everything all the time about everything. Yep. Guess what? Well, there is an aspect to this that you are a hoe. Okay. It's true. Mm-hmm. You are a hoe and you need to and stop being like a hoe. Always, I was like, <laughs> he looked, I'm, like, I'm reformed. I'm reformed. <laughs> But there's an aspect to this, and I don't really, you know, I'm not trying to pick on hoes in general. But you know what I'm saying? You're an addict. You're a liar. You're a thief. I'm not trying to pick on hoes in general. (laughs) Whatever that particular thing is, the truth is, but you know, whatever the particular thing is, there's truth in the fact that you are that thing. And I don't need to always sugarcoat it with why you became that thing, because one thing I learned 
in the growth of understanding why I became who I am is that I now need to take responsibility for who I am, regardless of why I became that thing. So we can understand what happened in our childhood and what happened as we were growing up and why we became the way we became. And we can understand what contributed to us having whatever this deficiency is or this unholiness is or whatever it is that's causing us to sway from the gospel and the truth and and a sin-free life and all that kind of stuff. We can understand that thing. We can uh, know that thing. We can walk back to that place. But if you're not healing from it and you're not actively pursuing, you know, God's love in that space, then you still are that thing. You need to take responsibility for where you are now. You can't just live on, well, you don't understand why I'm this way. You're right. I don't understand why you're this way. But you and I both know you need to not be this way any longer. So I'm urging and encouraging you to go figure out why you're this way and heal from that thing so that you can grow out of it and stop being such a hoe all the time. I feel you. Yeah. You said that and just passionately. Her. I'm, I'm a reform hoe myself. So. Okay. Oh, definitely. He is, I was a witness to his whole days. There are, as we can tell, many reasons to try to be nice. But there are also many reasons to try to be direct. My question to Mike is, where is the balance and how do we walk that balance of a line to where we can provide truth in a way that it is received without compromising the truth that we are providing? Oh, it's for me? Oh, yeah, you gave me you. the easy oh, one. That's, that's your question. All right. So usually I, w- I would say it's this. What I notice a lot when you cross over of being mean is it goes beyond giving the direct truth. So instead of me telling you, say, um, say you have an opinion on something and you're saying, no, that's not correct. This is correct. And that person says, you're a liar. You're, I don't know, when it comes to personal attacks that go beyond speaking the direct truth to someone, I think that's where things get murky. Right. So when you start attacking someone personally, calling them these things, judging their character, when you really don't know their character, just based on their something they're saying, instead of giving them the truth, that... I think is where the line is. And I I think we have a tendency to do that because we measure these things off of our own experiences and what we've been through and things like that. So there becomes a level of judgment. There becomes a level of passion. There becomes a level of perceived insight. There becomes a level of perceived wisdom, perceived knowledge that we think we have that can help better you as a person. You know, and then you get a little resentment because you feel like, oh, this person isn't listening and I've told them this five times and blah, blah, blah. And so... You're right. There is an area where we have to kind of straddle that line to see if we've crossed the line of, you know, looking into a place that we don't have all the information for. Right. And 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 making statements out of that space as opposed to truly providing them truth because we care that they have and receive the truth. Here's a question that I really had since, you know, uh, the start of the nice for what. Right. When did being real, a.k.a. being nice, a.k.a. being truthful, become synonymous with being rude and obnoxious? Um, Sensitivity. Well, I would, uh, but I would say maybe when people started being rude and obnoxious with the truth. Right. We can't act like that doesn't happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can't act like, you know, what is it, Westboro Baptist Church? We can't act like they don't exist. Right. You know, going to people's graves and yelling at them because they, you know, 
fought in the military or something like that. That that's real. When people show are up. show right. up if you want to. <laughs> show up if you want to. All mine going at you. When people are obnoxious <laughs> with the truth, it happens all and if people are obnoxious with the truth when they talk about LeBron James. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it happens. Um but I think I think what needs what's missing a lot when you're when you're being truthful to someone is humility. Because because right. what happens is you give someone the direct truth and then you start attacking who they are as a person on the inside. You start attacking their motivations. That person isn't going to look at you and say, oh, well, you're Mr. Perfect. You know all the answers. You're so you don't have any of these issues. And that's where I think it comes that's where it becomes a problem. Because when you're giving the truth to someone, you should also be humble in in understanding that you are coming from a place of imperfection as well. And, and humili- coming from a place that you don't have all the answers as well. And humility. Mark says that if they don't receive you, dust your feet off and keep keep it moving. So <laughs> right. I mean. And humility in the Bible is power restrained. It just went quiet. I think I think I really wanna put some of this these thoughts and philosophies into context. I think we're having such a high level conversation, but when you're having a conversation with your girlfriend and you got to tell her something real, and I I don't even want to say your girlfriend, but a coworker. Yeah. You know, and it's time to say, I don't know, maybe, maybe you have a coworker who complains often about just their job. Yeah, their, Yeah. Their job and not being able to get things done. But from the sidelines, you get to observe their lack of, time management right and they're like i don't know what i need to do right you know i keep doing this i keep doing that you have that moment right in your throat where you like <laughs> i know what you need to do i got i got some things <laughs> I, I can give you some advice <laughs> and you're you're struggling with yeah. how do i unload this how you know what is the the humble way to give you this information now you know i think sometimes what we'll do is we'll present it in a way of well, have you ever thought we, we yeah. give give room for them to think about some things? Buy in. You, you know what I mean? But I mean, there's just so many different uh, contexts that I think we could apply this to when there's time for you to have a conversation with your leadership. You know, what does the truth look like then? Because right. you're, you're told, oh, you got to play the game in corporate yep. America or wherever you're, you know, wherever you're working. Delivering you know? truth is a strategic uh it is a strategic participation. It's right. something that if you're going to deliver the truth and you think you're just going to go around smacking people with truth and they're going to receive it, that's not how life is. Right. You're yeah. going to have to be very strategic, very knowledgeable, and very wis- very wise about how you do it. You're going to have to understand some of the background, if not all of it. You don't always have to know all of it. But you're going to understand some of the background. You're going to have to show at least a small level of compassion you know what I'm saying? At least right. a small level of understanding in order for anybody to receive the truth that you're giving. That's as a person who has been direct for a lot of their life. That is one thing that I have learned is that when I am delivering the truth, I like to deliver the truth through questions so that mm. you can obtain the truth right. on your own as opposed <laughs> to be telling you. Yeah. Right. And so I, I do. I give very suggestive questions to people. I give questions that lead to certain places that might allow you. To, and it also shows me whether you're just going to deny this fully or whether you're open to accepting what I have to say. Because if I start questioning you, that causes you to either go into a place of defense because you don't want me in that door or it causes Mm. you to open up a little bit because you start to share. And as you start to share, I can recognize where are you on your journey of accepting truth and how much truth can I absolutely share with you? Because we can't share all the truth with everybody. For instance, 
Imagine, and I'm not saying this is absolutely positively the truth, but imagine what I said about forgiveness is the absolute truth. How difficult was it for everyone in here to receive it? Oh, bro. So we right. can't just we can't just shell out truth mm. just any old way. Mm. We it, it comes tempered with certain aspects and certain things and in certain environments and in certain ways. You know what I mean? And so we have to be cognizant of that and understanding of that. Don't you think so, Michael? Well, I was thinking that that's exactly what Paul did. If you read different letters to different churches, he gave some, you know, mature thoughts. Right. That's true. And then he gave some, you know, depending on the maturity More of easy. the church. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely right. I enjoyed this for episode 100 where we ran around the mountain five times and down the woods nice. and through the desert. Boy. But we made it to we the did. land of milk and honey. We sure did. Right. And we will every time. Kim. Thank you so much for coming to join us. It was so nice to meet you. Please come back. What you doing next weekend around noon? Who knows? Yeah, I know. Who knows? I can't show up. Yeah, I need you. Yeah, what's going on Saturday around noon? Anyway. Around noonish. You know I love you, Kim. I appreciate you coming in. Listen, everybody, I appreciate y'all. Listen, make sure you go to Facebook.com slash Radio. That's Clarity Radio. Instagram at Clarity Radio. Check us out on Podcast Addict, iTunes. Moment of Clarity with Stefan G. We'll check y'all next week.